This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to This Week in Bitcoin. Today is November the 13th, 2020. Strong hand, long-term thinking. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin unconfiscatable. I'm offended by selling. One day closer to an all-time high. One Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. Value your wealth in Bitcoin. All right, we're in the golden age of the 2020s, baby. You're in motion. These guests are freaking in motion. Yeah, Tommy has returned to the freaking show over at uh, Bitcoin Magazine. Uh, Gordon Einstein, he makes his debut on the show. Juan Galt, we have no idea where Juan Galt is. Right? <laughs> he will show up. Perhaps he won't show up. He's supposed to show up, but who knows what's going on over there. Anyway, hello, my elite friends. If you have questions, I have answers. These guys have answers. You can ask uh, questions in the chat, get my attention somehow. All right, now let's we're gonna we're gonna jump into this show and we're gonna talk about something uh one god actually had a tweet where he was uh, a little bit worried uh, telling people that bitcoin could still go under ten thousand dollars we just had a big election here in the united states maybe you guys heard about it and i was concerned that there would be major turbulence after the election craziness going on in the streets but what we've had is it's pretty clear it looks like we know who won there's a lot of legal uh, legal mumbo jumbo going on and that's fair. That's cool. Bitcoin reacted very well afterwards. And I said beforehand, if we get through this election uh, unscathed, if it's relatively normal, I don't think we're returning to that four-digit realm. I think, uh, I think we are in the five-digit realm for life. So we're going to start on that positive note with uh, Gordon. Uh, do you think uh, we could uh, go back uh, below uh, 10K? And what is your take on the political situation uh could there be a major turbulent situation that could send bitcoin lower again and will the biden administration uh that looks like it's going to come into power in january uh will it matter what they do with bitcoin that was a lot of questions but i'm very i'm very happy to be on the show with you know this esteemed group thank you so much uh would it ever go back under ten thousand? Yeah, you know, of course i'm gonna give a lawyer answer it's possible i remember the past several times recently it went over 10,000 and went under and everything you were seeing on social media was this is your you know what next every time it went under it said this is the last time you can ever buy under 10,000 and that was a meme and finally the third or fourth time it happened people got kind of tired of posting that so is it possible sure you know if there was a massive i think we'll get into that during the show but if there was like a massive attempt to outlaw by the failing fiat systems that could die of the price momentarily or you know who knows or the like the power grid goes down or the it, it, if the internet gets segmented for example okay that that's something that, that could push it down because that then you're kind of hitting the foundations of the coin but given its non-inflationary nature and the inherent inflationary nature of every other fiat the natural tendency is for it to go up over time though it, it's going to oscillate obviously along that path so i don't think we should mistake volatility for the long-term trend but can volatility hit any moment? Sure. Would I bet against it? No. You know, you you don't make money by you know. There's a famous statement: the market can stay irrational longer than you can stay solvent. And I don't think a good path to staying solvent is to sell your Bitcoin or, or bet that will go under ten thousand. So sure, it's possible, but it's increasingly unlikely. 
I think the second we will talk about Ray Dalio. You made a Ray Dalio reference uh, uh, allusion there. You didn't have to say his name, but it will be talked about later in the show. Pound that like button, people. Continue. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, No, no, no problem. Uh, This election, yes, there was no rioting in the street because apparently Biden won. Okay, and you know it's it's not like you know the Trump followers, whatever people say about them, and I don't agree really with what they say about them. These aren't the go out and go into Beverly Hills and smash the windows crowd. So, you know, the other ones would have been potentially done that. But believe me, if Trump had won, there would have been violence. And right now, you know, just to remind everyone, the Associated Press does not decide who the president of the United States is. The Electoral College does. And the Electoral, you know, and once they decide, it's done and we should all, I think, accept the result. But I think this sort of preemptive deciding of, you know, especially the day of the election or the days after the election, the preemptive sort of determination that Trump had clearly lost and there was no fraud going on, nothing at all, nothing to see here, folks, keep on moving, was kind of a narrative to set up the situation where imagine if the courts do find fraud or investigations do find fraud and they reverse it, we're going to have more violence than we would have had if Trump had just won. Because you're like you're taking away the candy from the baby, as opposed to the baby not even seeing <laughs> the candy in the first place. So you know all, all these all these snowflakes that are trying to work out their daddy issues are going to put on their black rags and trying to you know smash a couple windows, you know, and kind of go beyond that. So it's you know sure we don't have violence now. Is it good we don't have violence? Yes. You know, is it the fact that there's a purposeful intimidation tactic going on to make people hesitant about finding otherwise? Like, I, I want whoever legitimately won to win. If Biden legitimately won, and I personally think he did, to be clear, okay? Good or bad, I personally think he actually won. But I want, but I could be wrong. I wasn't in the polling booths. You know, I'm not in the inner rooms of power. I could be wrong. And I. that's why as an American who wants elections to be free, fair, open, and right, I want the process to play out. I mean, we gave Al Gore and, you know, Bush in 2037 days to figure this out. It went up to the Supreme Court. And I remember when it was happening, they were doing alternate, you know, news conferences and kind of had a competition to see who would have more American flags behind them. You know, that's how this should be fought out. It shouldn't be fought out by a bunch of, you know, I don't know, MGTOW losers trying to work, you know, on the streets. So, uh, I'm sorry. That's, that's another word we're not allowed to yeah. say. Sorry, I, 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 I didn't realize that. that I, I didn't realize I mean, that. Was usually, usually that word doesn't come up here, but amazingly, the algorithm does not like the MGTOW word. I like MGT. By the way, you, you, sorry. Don't, don't, yeah. don't be on the MG. Don't be ripping on the men going their own way. Men going their own way. That's that's a good thing. I I, I actually meant to do I N C E L. I said yes, okay, okay, and, and don't say that either because that, I, 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 that's actually what I meant. I, yeah, I, okay. I I think there is something to the MG one that I don't totally dispute, but the I N one, yeah, not so strong. The and then I, I think. What, your question next one was you know, well, 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 I, I, want, I want to point I want to say something here you're say taking, it. taking to a candy taking candy from a baby I mean yeah that, that yeah that's it was I really like that I I really like uh, that that comparison you you made uh, uh because it, some of the, these people I, we I don't want to get too political here but yeah they, we definitely live in a nation where uh, people are so spoiled and they don't get their way they have a uh, they go to the streets and start tearing things down it's like a baby it's like take a candy it's, it's oh it's, am, it's, am i allowed to i mean the acronym is the word am i allowed to say sj something or you can say sjw you can see yeah you can okay say, so yes yeah, i mean sjw breakdown videos on youtube trend for a reason okay and when republicans have their breakdowns it's a bunch of you know kind of guys and girls under 40s or 50s chanting like we're angry 
for like all five minutes. It's a totally different vibe. So good. Okay, now I remember what my my name. Now, Tommy, you you. I hope you keep a track of all this because you're gonna have to reply to all of it. But uh, the, the, the I feel like Tommy part, and I are aligned. I can tell by his facial expressions. I, I and I also. I mean, it 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 would. I think Biden won too. I I would. I'm not. I'm not a Biden supporter, but it appears that he does. So, but I, I obviously let time take your time. But I, I will say this: it appears all the financial markets are using the logic and reason that we are using here. That mm-hmm. yeah, it it's nothing out of the ordinary to you know question the votes. It's pretty. It looks pretty obvious who won. So we're not on the verge of some tyrannical uh, coup or anything like that. Thus, you know, Bitcoin is soaring. Other other uh, mm. financial instruments are are doing well. Had you know other situations played out, I think we would still be having turbulence. And thus, uh, it just I I don't see. I think we have avoided just such a major issue that had been hyped up for so long that. And it's been 210,000 blocks since we left the three-digit realm. Mm-hmm. I, I do not see a return to, to the four-digit realm at this point. And I don't, I don't usually make uh, very bold statements in terms of price like that. I don't like to make price predictions at all. But I really, I, I think we've, we've entered the point of no return, which is, which is great, which is great. Um, and sure, and uh, sure, uh, you know, there could, be, uh, there could be some controversy in Michigan or whatever, but I, I, I don't. I see things going relatively smoothly, and my my the last part of the question was, uh, do you, do you, well? No, let's let's go. Well, can can I <laughs> respond to something you said, or may I, yeah, yeah, please, yeah, say something. Yeah. Just real quick. The okay, so the, the the price of Bitcoin, there's arguments that stability will increase the price. There's arguments that instability will increase the price of Bitcoin. You know, I I'd say in a way, it's almost. Like the rise of China, like this happens, that happens, this happens, that happens. Drama, 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 drama. But the trajectory is clear, yes. and there, there's a, there's a tendency to assign too much meaning and causality to the the day to day, and kind of point to something that's inexorably going a certain direction and say it's being caused by this. It's not, you know, sure that that's a little data point, but the long term trend is clear. You know, if there had been insurrection in the United States, and there still might be, depending on where this court, you know, you can make a good argument that, well, fine, you want to decouple from the US dollar. If there's stability here, well, then we got a bunch of socialists coming in with huge tax rates. And, you know, you, yes, we all got four more years to get our second passport now, maybe, but and, and, that's, and that's what you're alluding, what you're alluding to. Uh, that's the second part of the question. We're going to get back. We're going to get back to what a, a Biden administration might bring. But I, I just want to, I want to clarify one thing here. Um, March 12th, what happened on March 12th, the, when everyone, when it seemed like it was the end of the world because this new virus is, was here uh, and the price, everything dropped. And I, I've, to, I've said in a minute, the, the price of Bitcoin dropped into the 3000s for a few seconds. I picked up two Bitcoin very cheap. I, I spent $10,000 total on two Bitcoin. And because it was just a ridiculous, unexpected, unnecessary, total panic driven drop. Mm-hmm. And that is what I thought could have happened in uh, relation with this um, election. And I don't think that will, uh, I don't think we'll ever, and I, we'll have something like that in the future, but nothing to bring it down to uh, the, the below uh, 10,000. But all right, let, mm-hmm. let's go to, uh, and by the and some people say it was March the 13th, which was Friday the 13th. 
Today is the first Friday the 13th since the March 13th, Friday the 13th. Ooh, you never know what might happen. Um, all right, so, so Tommy, uh, take it away. You can say anything you want to about uh, uh, if, if you think it'll ever go to the four-digit realm again, uh, just everything we've been talking about. Yeah, well, uh, first, thanks for having me back on the show. Um, yeah, uh, I don't really make price predictions, kind of like kind of like what you said. I don't, I don't like to go in there, but I will say that I am extremely bullish. Uh, I don't like the, the this price. These price moves going up to sixteen k, fifteen k. Like it really hasn't felt all that crazy since mm -hmm. you know I was I was there when we had a five uh, five thousand candle day back in 2017 and and we're still not really seeing anything that we didn't see before but the newbies that weren't there are getting all excited and i think you know we're seeing a lot of people say oh i'm going to take my gains now uh and they they, they sell their bitcoin at, at at 15 16k so there's still a lot of still a lot of newbies out there that have a lot to a lot to learn so will it drop below 10k again uh i i mean i wouldn't put my money on no right i i would say there's a good chance it could it could it cut off did, did i hear you in here distracting me i was all he said, no he said he says uh you said you think it will you said you think it will go under it could, 10K or? It could. i think there's a there's a good chance that it that it could before uh before it just goes completely berserk and never never comes back down to earth but i think those days are uh upon us i think uh stack sats i mean we're, we're closer they're, to they're 20, not they're not gonna they're not gonna be this cheap for a while but mm -hmm. we're closer to 20k than we are to 10k all right uh mm -hmm. and so yeah you're it's, it's okay you've, you've got that take well, i don't know what could bring, I, I just don't know what could bring it down to that level again i i don't see any any uh uh, event or and I just see the again I believe in the two hundred ten thousand block theory uh, and we're two hundred ten thousand blocks ago we were uh, we we were starting that big uptrend and I know and I think we're starting that big old uptrend right now uh, and dropping yeah there's six, six months dropping six thousand dollars from now that's a lot to ask but hey if it, uh, my hand is as strong as ever dudes nothing will make me. Uh, not, uh, there'll be no panicking here. Now, I want to ask you, Tommy, to, what is your take on uh, the uh, the Biden administration and what the, what they're going to do with Bitcoin, if anything, if it will make any bit of a difference? They're going to obviously print a lot of money. The Trump administration would have printed a lot of money too. Um, uh, what do you think? Yeah, I think money printer is going to go burr like we've never seen before. Uh, never thought could happened before and i think that's going to be great for bitcoin like you said i think that would have happened with trump uh but with biden i don't even know if there's gonna be a roof on the thing they're just gonna keep keep printing as much as they possibly can uh i hope that goes along with some form of ubi so that people have an opportunity to invest in bitcoin without really having to make too hard of a life choice about it because that that really is what's keeping us from the realization of hyper Bitcoinization, I think, is is people are are still hesitant to go all in or to go in enough to really matter for them in the long run. 
because of all this uncertainty in, in the economy and just in the world in general. But I think if uh, if people you know got some stimulus along with a little bit of education. like what we're trying is going to flow right into Bitcoin. And uh, yeah, as the money printer go burr, Bitcoin number go up. Now, I, I do want to point, I want to point out something to everyone that we, we, we do not live in a uh, dictatorship or anything like that. There are checks and balances still and that the Senate of the United States should uh, remain Republican. Mm -hmm. Thus, there is, there was actually a scenario where the money printing could have gone Every all the socialist policies that you can name uh, would have went wild had the Senate uh, went to a, a Democrat. A Demo but I, I, I see the Republicans, of course, will be guilty in the Senate to say, "Well, it's Christmas time. We gotta, we gotta have a, a check printing. It's, a, it's January. Or we need one every month." It's a, but they will, they will put their foot down with some things. So um, it, we could have. The, the inflation that is expected could have been worse uh, under a, a different scenario. So this is not the worst case scenario for inflation out there. Um, all yeah, right. I mean, I, I'm not thinking it's going to be the hundred trillion uh, money printer go burr, but it, it'll be the multi multi trillion uh, burr. Let me let me throw this in here. So with, yeah, without please. naming it exactly, there's rumor has it a lot of people are catching the flu these days. The and if, if that gets very intense. And this, there's more shutdowns and more lack of economic activity, restaurants closures, factories closures, all this fun stuff. The burr we've seen is going to be Weimar-esque because there's going to be no liquidity in the system. People are not going to be earning. And also, you know, we, we some of us say socialism facetiously. You know, I don't know, even if you're not ideologically socialist, if you're in the government in this position and you need to keep liquidity in the system, you're going to start distributing wealth just to keep people alive and things functional and not to and to keep the houses from being burnt down and the moment you print new fiat it's a indirect but extremely real tax on everyone and we're heading there no matter what we're, we're heading there in the us we're heading there no matter what because we need to confront china we're heading there because we have to pay interest on the debt we're, we're getting there because you know a lot of people are, are dependent on the government we're getting there because of this this flu that seems to be running around you know flu uh Automation. Say again, please. Oh yeah, and automation. Yeah, that kind of goes to the UBI. The U, you know, the UBI, UBI aspect is interesting. The and your comment is interesting that you know that that may form a, of a source of people to have funds to buy Bitcoin. I haven't heard of that one before. That's that's clever. Come on now, man. That's what it's all about for us Bitcoiners. I call, I call <laughs> it the uh, I call it the off ramp. I call it the safe way to off ramp uh, people off of their dirty fiat onto the future economy. Is uh, it's UBI plus Bitcoin because the the fiat. I mean, they, they're doomed to collapse from the start. So it's about whether or not there's going to be a smooth transition or a violent transition to whatever that next you know, paradigm is, and if it's going to be Bitcoin, uh, which I, I think we all agree it, it is, uh, you definitely want that transition to be a little, a little safer and, uh, result in less, less, uh, of a violent revolution, I guess. But that's, I mean, uh, it might be, con might be controversial to, to say that UBI would be the, uh, the off ramp from Bit or from uh, fiat to Bitcoin, but that's, that's exactly how I see it. And I, that's, part of the reason why I push for it. Do you, do you think the funding or the amounts of UBI being dispensed 
when you take in people income people's living expenses do you think there'll be enough of a surplus for them to buy enough bitcoin that will make a difference so that's kind of the the balance right you don't want to just do it so crazy that it it kills itself immediately uh mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm kind of for a conservative version of of ubi but um it, it i think that's why it, it takes also the education that hey like we know that this this is just getting you by, but put some aside, obviously mm-hmm. invest, like think of Bitcoin as a savings technology instead of like, you know, putting it in your savings account in your bank, which is essentially just another checking account, right? Yeah. So like if you can just ed- educate, but, but the point is if people don't have that money and they don't have any money at all and they're just barely scraping by, then they're not even gonna listen to you when you're trying to tell them how to save money because they, they don't have any money to save or invest. Mm-hmm. So. So it's, you know, it's a, a delicate thing to, to wean the, uh, you know, millions and millions of people off of fiat, but that's, let, that's let, what we're let, here let, for. Let, let me, let me throw something. Your, as you were speaking, it was evocative to me of the Chinese position of having so many U.S. treasuries that they're, they can't crash the U.S. economy because then all those treasuries are worthless. And they're, so they're trying to dilute and dilute and dilute away from there slowly because they want to cause a panic to rush out the door. So they're like re-diverting their funds and say the one belt, one road or infrastructure investments. Because, you know, because they, they, they need to dilute their position. They can't just have it all go down quickly. But to manage that process over time is rough. And if someone else beats you out the door and the theater's burning, then you got a potential issue there. So right, it's cool. interesting how you're putting it. I want to I want to read something from the the audience that uh, talking about a financial panic here. Mm. Uh, but March twelfth panic was a this is from Brian Jacobo Jacoto. Uh, March twelfth panic was a reckoning for the over levered in all industries. Showed how much of the economy was propped up by debt. Now not as much room for panic with the debt shook out. All right, all right, <laughs> a, a, a point there. Um, I, I want uh, Gordon. What is your take on what the, the Biden administration, uh, uh, what what their exact policies will be uh, financially, and if it will matter for Bitcoin, if they will even care about Bitcoin at all? Um, so I have a. I, I wish him well, but I think this Biden administration is going to end up being the Harris administration within single one or two years. Okay, and I. It's reasonable. Biden. Reasonable, yeah. Yeah, yeah and then you know, trying to hide it. Yeah, I mean, you know, may he live long and prosper, but I don't think he's going to live long and prosper in the Oval Office. And you, you see him. You see how he looks. You see how he speaks. You know, he's had a long, whether you agree with him or not, he's had a long, distinguished career in public service. So I don't, I don't wish him ill. I don't actually miss wish her Kamala Harris ill. She's done some interesting stuff, but we're quickly going to head into a Harris administration. You know, either. De facto, or if he'll resign, deserve. And, and if you look at her record and how she speaks and things she promotes, she's like another AOC iteration. Okay, and, and I'm not on the AOC hate watch. You know, she's actually kind of interesting, but they're clear, clear that they are not overly friendly to business, that they want to raise taxes, that they want to redistribute wealth, that they believe in certain a certain narrative about society. And that narrative leads to redistribution of wealth that's supposed to wealth creation. Like, I'm going to take what what that person has because they have it because they're evil, as opposed to, wow, I'm going to make something new. And that the primary mechanisms for doing that 
are taxation and printing money. And you we're heading into a real, you know, right right at the moment where COVID is taking away people's income, that's the exact moment when tax rates are gonna get raised. And you're especially if you're in California, you know, it, you know, fun times, you know, Sinkits is looking better and better. So I, whatever administration came in, they would have to do this, but now we got a social justice aspect to the the meme the meme world, if you like, that's gonna increase taxes. In, in terms of policies, you know, I, I posted on Facebook, it's like, okay, if Biden wins, you know, which war, which country do we invade now? Because we did, you know, we just had four years of not invading a country. I, like, I don't remember the last time that happened. Um, and the... Probably, well, no, I don't want to get us censored, so... Yeah, I, 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 I'm speaking around, you know, it's funny, I'm, 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 I'm imitating some of my favorite YouTubers and that I'm being, you know, circumventing exact language. But the, the there's... Trump, I thought, was surprisingly effective in renegotiating or starting to renegotiate our economic relationship with China, especially, but also with Europe. And everyone was moaning and screaming about what he was doing, but there was some effective stuff in there. And we've been moving supply chains and infrastructure to China for 30, 40 years now. It's not going to reverse in a four-year term. It just couldn't have, but he, the, the context change he made and the progress he made just in that time facing huge opposition was pretty substantial. I think, I don't think Biden and Harris are going to continue that process. I think they may step up maybe military confrontation with China, Russia, and Iran, but I don't think they're going to pursue this sort of economic nationalist tract. And we're, you know, when I say we, we, the United States, are losing position in the South China Sea right now. I can, I can see you know, if, if, let me change slightly. One of the scariest things about COVID, oh, sorry, God, sorry, about the flu that was going around, you know, I don't even know why I just said, was when I heard reports of sailors on the U.S. Navy being sick and a, a captain reported that he couldn't operate and was shut down by the chain of command and then went public with it, got punished, and then got the charges against him dropped because he had to say it. Now, the backbone of American power and Pax Americana is our aircraft carriers. Well, those are turning to white elephants anyways, just because they're drone technology, long-range missiles, everything else. But if one or two aircraft carriers had their crews infected by something, and we were unable to rotate simultaneously in the Middle East and the South China Sea, I mean, stuff's going to happen. I'm, if it had gotten much worse during Trump's term, I thought it would happen now. I think, I think we're going to see some unfriendly action during the Biden administration. So... You know, I, it's interesting times coming up. All right, let's uh, let's tie it into speaking of interesting times and legal issues here. Mm. Uh, what did you think of uh, Ray Dalio saying uh, he believes nations will outlaw Bitcoin if the Bitcoin price keeps rising? Now he said nations, so there's a difference between the United States as a nation and you know some third world uh, banana republic nation. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I, I think yeah, plenty of nations are going to outlaw Bitcoin <laughs> and that have sort of already have. I even with Biden as president or Harris as president, mm -hmm. I don't see them, I don't see them outlawing Bitcoin. I, it's, it's not a it's not up on their list. They've got other things to deal with. I mean, they bread and circuses to deal with and, and, and whatnot. So I, I'm not uh, I don't know what Ray is not. a Ray doesn't like uh, Bitcoin very much. Um, so for to effectively. Outlaw Bitcoin, you would have to. Okay, there, there's there's outlawing it in law, and then there's making it so it actually dies. 
And the, the whole nature, you know, it was designed from the get-go by Satoshi and he and others were, were clear about this in their anonymous or pseudo-anonymous selves, that it was designed to take into account all the, experience that, all the experiences that had happened before with this person or that person trying to come up with a digital alternative currency. And, you know, there's things that started in Panama, there's things that happened here, this, you know, they were getting rid of centralization, they're getting rid of points of failure, they're getting rid of the fact that, you know, this thing may be not sensible, but your life is. And it's designed to work around that. To, to really take down Bitcoin, you'd have to have an electrical failure and a true internet failure or an internet segmentation. Or you'd have to have a global one world government, which, you know, conspiracy Illuminati stuff beside, you know, we're, we're hardly there. Believe me, the Chinese and the U.S. government are not one government. So, <laughs> so and, you, know, and you, you know, that's not even, fan, you know, that's like some weird fantasy lizard people thing. Okay, so it's, yes, as, as national governments with strong currencies begin to lose their ability to, to engage in Keynesian stimulus, they're naturally going to be biased about against Bitcoin. It's natural. But thank God we're in a polyarchic or anarchic international system where what benefits one country doesn't necessarily benefit another, and they act differently. That's sort of like a bastion of freedom that we have right now. And to the extent that, say, the United States doesn't like Bitcoin because it's preventing our, you know, it's eroding our dollar dominance like many other things and preventing our ability to engage in Keynesian stimulus, that's a reason for our strategic competitors to love Bitcoin. Now, I'm not, I'm not a bit, you know, I, I don't want them to defeat the U.S., but the U.S. can't tell Russia what to do, can't tell Iran what to do, can't tell, you know, without losing a lot of money and blood and treasure, tell Venezuela what to do. We're definitely not telling China what to do. So it's not, it's not going to happen. And, and China, you know, China's a mixed bag. That are, you know, everyone says they're anti-crypto, but you know, all the all the communist princelings are the ones running the majority of the mining on the planet. So, you know, he's a, he's a, is generally a smart guy, but I think that's a provocative headline that I'm, I'm sure he added more nuance to when he got into it. All right. like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I love gravity. Okay, gravity cares what you think. <laughs> Tommy, what, what's your take on Ray Dalio? You got some things to say. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, this is, this is just like one of those perfect examples of somebody who is smart enough to get it uh, gets it, but is I I hesitate to say because I don't actually know know this guy. But saying broadly speaking, the people that get Bitcoin and then say shit like stuff like this, sorry, excuse me, they're just cowards. Like it, the whole point of Bitcoin is is to not have you know not have a currency that can get banned. You know, so it's like if you're if you're saying that you understand that this is something that will get out of the control. Of Whoa. Oh, can, can I comment? Yeah, 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 you got to shut it down. Tommy, and you're just kind of sitting by this. Lost you there for a second. You sideline said, saying, get, yeah, that's going to gonna happen. Dip or, uh, Wait, back up a little bit. Back up a little bit. Tommy, you hear me? Oh, uh, yeah. Where did okay. uh, you said out uh, of control? Too, too quick got, for the, uh, the airwaves. Yeah, yeah. It, it, out of control. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, right. The, gov the governments are going to try to control it because, as it eats. It's their their fiat systems alive, of course. But to have the knowledge of going to happen, it means that you're complacent in the in the way that things are 
currently in the in you're you're rooting for the fiat system in a way. So that that's just my my take on on when people say stuff like that. To me, it's just like they've labeled themselves as the you know part of the part of the enemy of Bitcoin. He is rooting well, for the fiat system. Yeah, why why wouldn't he be? <laughs> he's uh, yeah, he's clearly done well. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let, 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 let me make one comment on that. There, there's like I, I didn't follow what he said too closely, to be honest. But he's either making an observation or he's advocating an outcome. If he's making an observation that governments feel threatened by Bitcoin and some may attempt to ban it, then you know I, I don't think he's cowardly or uncowardly. I think it's Obvious. a doctor, you know, <laughs> diagnosing a situation objectively. If he's sure, advocating sure. that, then I, you know, it's like, okay, boomer. And I'm pretty close to him in age, I guess. You know, it's like, okay, you know, nice, right. nice try. Your 401k isn't, you know, you're, you're just, you're letting your 401k think for you. The, and that, that's not gonna, the way it's going to play, play out. I, I, I think it's, I think it's whistling past the graveyard to think that the governments aren't going to try and that won't have some effect sometime in some ways. But that doesn't alter the fundamental principle that barring a systemic, global attack or breakdown this is something that's very hard to reverse in the long term well you know now that we're, we're talking about the biden I mean, do, do you think this bonus question here in the next four years will uh, the uh, united the, whoever's in charge will they be bold i i think this is so far-fetched but i just i'll just ask you guys anyway since ray dalio threw it out there that the if the united states could propose a uh, a bitcoin ban after all the well, uh, me. sure i mean nixon when he took us off the gold standard banned the private holding of gold okay and that, that's a much more accepted me you know the, the sheeple are much more comfortable with gold than they are with people with uh bitcoin and they pulled that off okay and don't tell me that people are better thinking or you know more self-responsible now okay or that we are have more cohesion now or we respect individual rights now, or we respect property more now. Think what it's like. The government actually told Americans who hold their guns like their third child, you know, I adopted this one. It, I love it. Don't say anything bad. But they let go of their goal. That's insane. But they did it. And so, sure, sure, they could. You know, the question is, you know, should they? That's a different question. Will they? That's a different question. Could they? Is like, is it within the realm of non conspiratorial possibility? Absolutely. You know, you you if there's and you see the political fracturing in this country, and you see the lack of understanding, not necessarily on the part of the of the bureaucracy, but the elected officials. I mean, it's like when Mark Zuckerberg went up there and was answering questions about Cambridge Analytica and Facebook and how it all works. The epic cluelessness of the Congress people who were trying to interrogate him was epic and clueless. Okay, and to, you know, and we're talking about Facebook. Okay, my mom uses Facebook. When you start talking about it, you know, elliptical curve algorithms and cryptographic proofs and all that, and you know, keys, blah blah blah. You know, you see their eyes glaze over and their bodies kind of are reaching for like a, some nirvana. So they they may do it out of ignorance. Now, that being said, you're finally, I think, beginning to see the United States a recognition that the world is not, you know, whatever our ego says, the world doesn't follow our lead. And we can poo-poo it, we can ignore it, we can deny it, we can you know, try to dissuade people from it, but the world is moving this direction. You've got central bank digital currency from, from China, from the Marshall Islands, from Europe. Everyone's experimenting, everyone's playing. So 
it's gonna it's i mean it's sure we may try to ban bitcoin but that's like the death rattle that's like i i gave up i can't run in this race so i'm gonna ban the race it's like okay you know good luck right. meanwhile, meanwhile they're gonna take you out in your wheelchair bye grandpa so and i and i i said look you know i, I love the united states you know my dad escaped here from the holocaust in germany and served in the air force it's like i i freaking love this place and it pisses me off to see the the lack of vision and the lack of competitiveness in our government this this ego i think you're so good too cool for school and meanwhile the, the little kids beating up the bully you know what it's innovation that drives the economy and it's government regulation that stifles innovation and uh they, they they'll never really get that mm. I, I, I do want to say one thing here. The, okay. the SciFly, uh, SciFlyer67 had a very good comment. He says, I would be worried that the governments would pull a Cyprus situation and bail in everyone's Bitcoin that's on an exchange. Yeah, that's uh, – dude, that's why you don't keep your Bitcoin on the exchange. Surely some country will try that one day. Like, oh, I mean it's a, it's a huge honeypot. These exchanges uh, that they got people's uh, Bitcoin on it, and uh, but that's not take. Bitcoin is still unconf. It's still unconfiscatable if you're properly holding it. So yeah, I don't. I don't see the United States or any uh, trying to trying to ban uh, Bitcoin because it's already. It's it's a honeypot for the United States. It's a taxation honeypot for the uh, United States. There are innovative businesses that are already built around Bitcoin, Coinbase, all this. You know that we're, we're talking about ETFs in the future. It's I think it's the point of no return in how Bitcoin has already ingrained itself in the United mm. States financial system. I think it would be just it would be insane. You know, I, I I can't think of anyone who's going to be in power in the next four years who would try to make it illegal. And, and again, there's some Congress people that are that insane. Yeah, they they were complaining that the United States the the uh, office of the controller had. had Pay too much attention to cryptocurrency or something. It, it, it's completely ridiculous. But uh, and another thing that was pointed out in the chat mm. in, in terms of trying to, to make Bitcoin illegal in the United States. I mean, again, we still we still do have the Congress and, and the Senate. The Senate uh, would, would have to agree, and there have to be a lot of agreement there. I don't think that I don't think it could be done by executive order. Uh, but uh, maybe who knows? And then Brian also said in the chat the uh, problems with a U.S. Bitcoin ban, First Amendment, Fourth Amendment. Congress is not a monolith. Okay, uh, still has bigger fish to fry. Yeah, and there are big. Uh, okay, but what's your take on that? I mean, if uh, countries are making Bitcoin illegal, well, well I, I, I'm sorry. Oh, go, sorry. Go ahead, please. That's no, okay. Go. Uh, well, I was just gonna say you you kind of hit the nail on the head there. I think it's more likely that they kind of go after all the custodial. Uh, so, solutions that are out there and and you know i mean i, I don't know if you'll get uh, censored if i say that the u.s federal government is the mafia it's the biggest one there is and they want they're going to get their cut so any custodial solution and even even if you do hold your own bitcoin uh the right way if they can you know tie the bitcoin to you they're going to find their their way to force it you know into their pockets through taxation one way or the other i think that's a lot more likely that we get that than an all-out attempt to ban it because if 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 the united states government moves to do something like that it would be like the biggest super bowl commercial for bitcoin on a worldwide scale and they would just you know enact every bitcoiner uh in the world to just completely go all out uh against this and and it would it would be a it would be that death rattle like like you described uh and it would just 
you know, even if even if somehow the U.S. government was able to to keep people here from buying it globally, it would it would skyrocket. And I mean, yeah, it's, it would just be a a foolish move, I think, uh, if they were genuinely trying to slow the rate at which Bitcoin eats the uh, the U.S. dollar. Um, I, I, go ahead. I, I think it would be an ultimate yeah. signaling of national impotence because it means we can't yeah. compete. You were, you know, you, you right. so let, let, let me take a step back. So when, when Libra was announced, version 1.0 of Libra, the reaction was vast and swift. And I actually visited Libra headquarters in Geneva and, and popped in there. It's, it's just PayPal in a co-working space. There's nothing there. There's no there there. The, when Libra was first announced, you know, of course, because of the Facebook relationship, everyone's like, ha, yeah, right. But the United States and Europe was super fast to note that Libra represented a potential threat to their fiat systems. Because by having uh, Libra back, but not exchangeable for a bundle of securities and solid investments like government bonds, you were removing the ability of governments to control their currency and to engage in Keynesian stimulus. And the reaction was harsh and vast. And there, it was, what shocked me at the time was they were so clear about the fact that if Libra took off, that the reserve currency status of the dollar and the euro would be threatened. And the real thing is there, think how weak the dollar and the euro must actually be for Zuckerbucks to really present a threat. Not because they're illegal, but because it would work. That is a huge, like, you know, that is a huge tell if you want to use a poker term, uh, the fundamental weakness in the system. And what made, what the thing I took away from Libra and the way it got shot down and the fact that government regulation shot it down is it ended up, everyone's like, Libra's the Bitcoin killer. I'll like, no, Libra's the Bitcoin savior because you're seeing exactly why Bitcoin works and Libra as then envisioned doesn't because a letter from the US Senate, you know, throwing shade on the Libra Association made them all back away and get scared. You know, and it's the weirdest letter. They sent it to Visa and MasterCard and the rest of them, and they said, look, if you do this, not only are we going to look with a harsh regulatory eye at Libra, we're going to look at a harsh regulatory eye at your other businesses, which to me is another, like, oh, my God, you're telling me that this perfectly Mafia. legal business, this perfectly legal business that they've engaged in for years, you're going to look at and reassess because something they're doing over here, yeah, it's a mafia shakedown. It's like, oh, you know, nice story you got. Hope your daughter's okay. It's like, uh, <laughs> great. So, you know, to me, to me, that's a big Bitcoin argument. But I, I, again, it's like, you know, you, I don't want to be too rosy-eyed about the immediate moment. Sure, there's things that can happen, and it, it's interesting the comment that Brian made. You know, you mentioned the First and Fourth Amendment. T to me, the thing that leaves to mind is the Second Amendment. You know, it's pretty clear the right to bear arms, but you know, okay, register your weapons. Okay, you 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 can't actually use a magazine that works. You have to, have, you know, in California, you have to have a tool that pops out the magazine, pops back in, then you have to like go find your tool. Meanwhile, you're in a firefight. You know, it's like okay, that doesn't actually work. You know, it, it's it's sequential salami tactics, making it inconvenient, making it registered, making the people known. And to Tommy's point, you know, they they may not ban Bitcoin. Sorry. Making it too expensive to like, you know, if you too much if you of a hassle, tax. too expensive, you know, they're gonna say, fine, you can know it, no problem. You just need to hold it in an exchange. 
Well, you know, your key is your coin. So everyone goes, okay, fine. The government, you know, they're not taking from me. They just told me I have to do an exchange. Or if you don't hold an exchange, there's a 10% annual wealth tax on your Bitcoin. You know, most yeah. people comply. Then it gets there. Yeah, you know, I love your I love your point about Libra. Compete, don't complain. Let it, it, the United States should let Libra. I mean, first of all, it, there is some misunderstanding too. All the people in Congress, they just think, oh, it's it's they hate Facebook so much and they hate innovation so much. Anything Facebook does. They're going to uh, virtue signal about to their constituents. Like, look, we're hitting back at, at Facebook. Yes. But yeah, you, you've got a real point. Like, how confident are they in the dollar that they can't let a private or a, a, a multinational, tremendous private uh, corporation create their own money? You should, you should compete. Don't complain. But they don't, and they, and of course, they complied. Uh, Facebook, but it, it is. I think it is a gateway to Bitcoin. I think. I think it'll help Bitcoin in the long run. The, the toned down version that's going to come out of, of Libra, I think it's a good thing. I'm, uh, but uh, uh, very, very, very good point you make about it in, in terms of uh, you know the the overall picture of what gets banned, what what gets accepted here. I mean, it, it we're going to have some financial innovation in this uh, this golden age decade. I am looking forward for this to the stable coins. And yes, it's not just going to be Facebook that's going to have their own private money. That uh, the other ones are going to be pulling it off, and uh, the, the United States won't be able to stop them. Uh, stop everyone. They'll, I mean, they they'll make deals. It, they'll make deals. They'll let they will comply in certain ways that it'll be okay uh, with the U.S. government. All right, uh, Tommy, so I, I didn't want to interrupt you or anything. Do you have anything else to say about the uh, this uh, subject matter that we've expanded upon here? Um. No, but uh, I will just repeat that if the U.S. government tries to ban Bitcoin, it will be the end of the U.S. dollar, not the end of Bitcoin. So. <laughs> Pound that like button, everybody. All right. Uh, uh, Gordon, did you have anything else to say about what we were just talking about? Or is it time to move to the next subject matter here? Uh, we can move on. It was, it was interesting, but next. Next. All right. So. Uh, beginning of the week, uh, Drunken Miller says he's uh, long Bitcoin. Basically, he likes Bitcoin. It's 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 great. We've had a lot of uh, big names. This has been like the the two months of big names. Uh, for, whether it be a, a company like PayPal, which is a huge name, or uh, Drunk Mill, Drunken Miller, whatever, however you say his name, uh, he's had all all sorts of people uh, coming in. Is this uh, is this why it's pumped to sixteen thousand dollars? And uh, can we? Is this just a, a trickle of of what is pump here? Uh, and it, it should should we call this the PayPal pump? Uh, because now <laughs> this week again, you can buy it on PayPal. So I just I just threw a lot out on the table there, Gordon. So pick what you want to talk about. Sure. So the, my, the, I think we all need to return to the fundamental understanding that pay uh, that Bitcoin doesn't care what you think, and you. I'll, I'll expand on that. You know, when you're when you're doing traditional investing, say in the shares of a company, you can value that company. You can do fundamental analysis. You can look at its management team. You can look at its earnings. You can look at its project plans. You can look at its competitors. You can do all that kind of stuff. And if you're really good and you're really clever and you really make an effort to get information that no one else has, you can gain an advantage. So you can value these things. You can't value Bitcoin. You can only price it. Okay, because there's no valuing it. We all have access to the same information. It's worth exactly what the market says it's worth and not a penny more, not a penny less, always. 
So we can read tea leaves and try to understand why the price moved, but Bitcoin will never tell us. And the very decentralized nature of it means it can tell us. There's no there there. There's no them. You know, everyone always says like they're out to get us or they do this or they do that. There's, there's no them when it comes to Bitcoin. So I, I think the way to look at this always is it's a it's an ever pixelating situation. And there's data points. There's like a heat map, but you can't point out one thing ever. Now, is there's a broad trend towards institutional acceptance of Bitcoin and crypto. Okay, why? Well, the same reason why they do everything, because there's money to be made there. Okay, that's why they always do it. Okay, that's, and that, God bless them, you know, God bless capitalism. They're, what can I say? You know, they're, they're tiptoeing there because it's a regulatory minefield, but, you know, when stuff sticks around after multiple attacks, it's like the little scrawny kid, you know, you, I, I didn't personally do this, but given the punch down, it keeps on getting up. Eventually like, okay, fine, whatever, I give up. And then you eventually get, end up being friends. It's like the, it's just gonna happen. And for JP Morgan or, you know, whoever that was trash talking it, or, you know, all these names that I, I barely remember anymore. Like, you know, everyone is always, you know, the gold bugs and the JP Morgans and, you know, it's not backed by anything, you know, you know, people just, you know, just fundamentally don't get it. They've been yapping their mouth off for 12 years. Well, you know, pardon me, but you know, you know, are we, are we tired of winning yet? Because you know, every time Bitcoin goes down, every time I've sold a Bitcoin, I've regretted it. Every single time. Now I've sold it rarely, thank God. <laughs> but it's like every time I've regretted it. Because long term, you know, I'm not Mr. Volatility Trader. I don't, I don't have that time or focus. But it, it's just not going there. So all these institutions are like, look, if, if some, if the hammer was going to come down, it probably would have come down already. And despite what we're saying, it's probably not coming. And there's money to be made here. And there's money to be made, you know, while the sun shines, make hay, you know, or make hay while the sun shines. And they're getting in there. And what, what's interesting about PayPal is as, you know, Bitcoin does have an accessibility issue. It's not easy for grandma to use. And I want grandma to be able to use it. And Coinbase is taking the edge off that somewhat. And better wallets are taking the edge off that somewhat. But PayPal is really out there and it's accessible. And I'm seeing my friends buying and selling Bitcoin or buying Bitcoin using PayPal. And the, the response seems to be, wow, this is surprisingly easy. Okay, wow, yeah, that makes me happy because the, the, it's a user interface layer, if you like. The final little, you know, if you do look at the OSI network layer, it's that final little presentation layer that's always been a real pain for crypto. You know, the underlying layers work, but, but presentations have been bad. And that seems to be being solved. So we're getting, it's just another bite out of the apple and getting us closer. The, Look, I, I remember a few years ago when, when, you know, 2017, when ICOs were all the rage and everyone's like, oh, I'm leaving these stodgy firms because, you know, fintech and blockchain and ICOs are the future. And that was kind of like a false wave in, in a way, in a way. And, you know, the, the cool kids were doing fintech. You know, now the cool kids are like, you know, I want to make some money, <laughs> you know, and this is going up. So I can't even give you a long extended answer, but I, I think institutional investment is going to rise because that's where the money is. And it's a, it's a self-reinforcing process. Oh, wow, dude, that was a, that was a good one. Uh, Tommy, what, what, what is your take? Uh, yeah, well, and, and we had just touched on, you know, obviously custodial uh, uh, solutions versus, you know, holding, holding your own keys, obviously PayPal and all, all these more mm. custodial uh, out of the box solutions with the better user experience, that's ultimately good for Bitcoin, obviously. 
it's good to get people onboarded and just realizing that, you know, it's it's not something that's out of their realm of, of being able to use. Because I think a lot of people, they think cryptocurrency, I don't know how to code, I don't know how to do any of these things, uh, I'm not a drug dealer, whatever the, the whole, uh, you know, mindset is behind it that keeps people out of it, uh, those walls get chipped away every time a, a PayPal uh, comes in here and makes it really easy for them to just get, get their hands on a little bit of Bitcoin. So obviously, uh, yeah, bullish. Um, and, you know, we, we just want to remind people, uh, I don't even know if you can get your Bitcoin off of PayPal once, once you buy yeah. it. Oh, it's not, you can't. Yeah, yeah so, so it's, it's, like, it's, like it's, you can, you can, you can. You can. No, you can't get it. You can't get your Bitcoin. You, then what do you do with it? It just you, you sell just it back. Buy it or sell it. You, you, yeah, you, you cash out. You can it. sell it oh, back to them. Basically, they become they become your Bitcoin bank. That you know you can't you can't transfer it to a different wallet. No, no, part of my ignorance. Are you a hundred percent sure you can't transfer it out of Bitcoin? I mean, yes. PayPal. Yeah, hundred percent. Yes, right. I'm ninety nine. He's saying he's a hundred. Um, I'm a hundred. Yeah, you cannot get your Bitcoin off of PayPal at this. But your point though is that. It gives people – it makes it the user interface easier it's a taste. For, for the 80 percenters out there, okay? They, sure, they're not going to really own Bitcoin. They're going to think they own Bitcoin. Um, but uh, it's I, – I, I, you know, right now, the user interface is, is hard. It's hard. Um, all right. Uh, Gordon's – uh, Let me throw this out there. Hard so, for grandma. I mean. Well, you know, and grandma doesn't have all the money, by the way. The institutions and the federal government and the pensions have all the money. So it's nice when grandma gets it, but it's really nice when the institutions get it because that's showing that the the incumbents that the government cares about are shifting to our side. They don't necessarily care about grandma. Okay, but when, when Goldman Sachs goes down this direction, you know, basically that's the outsourced treasury, right? You know, every, every treasury, you know, Secretary of the Treasury more or less comes from Goldman Sachs. If Goldman Sachs gets in there, then Bitcoin's won. What I, so let me throw this out. The custodianship issue is a big one. Um, I didn't know that about PayPal, what you just pointed out. I'll admit it. And that makes me much less comfortable with PayPal doing this because I don't want people to get caught in a cul-de-sac uh, and get disappointed or get trapped. You know, that's one. That's another road maybe towards confiscating it. But But... Their custodian custodianship developed for a reason with fiat and regular assets, and those reasons do have some applicability when you're talking about groups holding Bitcoin. Okay, not everything can be a you know multi-sig wallet, and when you're talking about large pensions or large institutions holding crypto, you do need some sort of regulated. At the moment, you need some sort of regular regulated custodianship relationship. The stakes are just too high. What I'd love to see happen is I, I want to see the community, can, you know, not just hold but build build and make blockchain-based smart contract re regulatorily approved because they're so good at solutions to custodianship in a way that works for institutions. That would open a, a big door. Um, I'd also like to see something with the user interface love of Coinbase and PayPal kind of wrap around self-custodianship. Like that level of ease, that level of online access from anywhere, that level of, yes, it's really you and no one else, but without them holding the keys and for a solution like that to be widely deployed. I think that may be a good middle ground, but I'm interested in what you guys think. And I, th I think you actually, you hit a good point about, uh, you know, custodianship and, uh, you know, how that could inevitably lead to confiscate, confiscation. Mm -hmm. 
confiscation. Um, and and really, and that gets back to you know governments trying to ban Bitcoin. I think it's more likely if you know less people are involved in Bitcoin. Obviously, that's that's you know uh, and that's a community that they have to decide whether or not they want to actively target. Mm-hmm. And the more people that get into Bitcoin, even if it's just getting their toes wet, but you know they're going to have to decide where the where the cutoff is there of who they target, who has too many Bitcoin, and who who you know. And if if we all have some Bitcoin and we all slowly get more and more Bitcoin and, and get uh, introduced by a custodial mm-hmm. uh, service, but then ultimately learn that makes the possibility that they can they can do a more uh, subvert uh, attack against the you know the few that are involved. So I, I'm all for the you know I, I'm a graphic designer by trade, so uh, mm-hmm. user experience is is everything to me. So I I, I love when when big companies uh, get into this and and bring new uh, user experience. Right. I feel like he's dropping right. knowledge bombs, but yeah, we're, yeah, catching yeah, every, yeah. we're catching every third yeah. word. Yeah. Did you, I, we, we got the point. We got the yeah. point. I, I want to. Guy Bennett has a question, cool, but this but... is not really a question. It's, it kind of sums up uh, the, a logical, uh, you know, the conclusion here. A question for your guests: How does the government ban Bitcoin when it is on the balance sheets of publicly traded companies? It, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. I mean, come on. No, no, no. no. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I got to jump in. That, uh, sure, sure, it can. You know, there, there's lots of things that companies and individuals do or don't do over time where regulation changes. Now, would it happen by way of ambush? May, you know, maybe not. But, you know, there's, you know, some assets you could hold before and now you can't. You know, the government changes its laws every 10 seconds. You know, the, the Environmental Protection Agency changes its laws about what chemicals are allowed to be used and what allowed, they're not allowed to be used. The and it evolves over time. If you get a social consensus that something's bad for society, you know, that's like saying, wait, cigarette companies can't be banned because they're big. They're on the Dow. Okay, you know, sure. You know, maybe not all once, but now you can't smoke in public. Now you can't smoke in private necessarily. You can't smoke around your kids. You know, at some point, it's it's freaking banned. All right. You're, you're, yeah, yeah, but there's a difference between gradual and bang. You said am. I'm saying it, they could not ambush. They can't. They couldn't pull an ambush like that. Just one day it's legal, the next day it's illegal. Even cigarette cigarettes are still legal. It's just I mean, slow. Well, over- I, 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 I'm sorry. I think I think not of Amazon and Walmart. I, I think you're being a little bit optimistic. When when gold got when we went off the gold standard, the rules were put in nearly overnight, and we pissed off Germany. We pissed off England. We pissed off all our trade partners. We when we exited from Bretton Woods, when there's a systemic fast threat. Like there was because the dollar reserves were getting, you know, the dollar was getting attacked basically. Or when uh, Soros forced the UK out of the exchange rate mechanism with the, with you know, with the precursor to the, to the euro. That stuff can happen fast. Okay, you, you saw that with quantitative easing. You saw that in two thousand eight. So I, I, there's a difference between saying it's unlikely and it can't happen, and we need to be cognizant of that. So stuff does happen quickly when people want it to happen quickly. Uh, you're, 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 you right. got to. I, I the, can't. You can't. I mean, you can't rule out a lot of things in life. And so I, I should just. Uh, I'm 99.9 percent sure. I just. The corporations are so powerful now, uh, and the leaders are so. Well, uh, yeah, they don't stand for anything. They don't. They don't stand. Kamala Harris is a, a pragmatist. She'll do. She'll do whatever. Whatever the money tells her to do. Where, where, uh, 
type of thing. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't have it as a tremendous, con I mean, we've talked a lot about this today, about the, because of uh, Ray Dalio, Dalio yeah. bringing this up, uh, that, you know, putting it out there that you know, a, a, the United States can make it illegal, that that's why we're talking about this, but it's not a big concern of mine. It, it's not, it, it's obviously in theory, in theory, it, it cannot be ruled out, I guess. I mean, uh, I mean, I guess I never, I never could have predicted everything that happened in 2020. So you, you, you never know. But it's, it's not on the top of my, uh, my worry list to say the least. Especially when it just, it just seems like so, so many more people are intertwined with Bitcoin now. It, it would be uh, a, 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 quite a change in, in pace in the United States. You know, it, mm -hmm. it wouldn't be the United States anymore if something like that happened. In, in my person. Well, same what you're saying, Gordon. Oh, it's, it's, it's like, you know, you're, you're like, you know, it wouldn't be the United States anymore. Looking at 2020 America, is it the United States anymore? Exactly. You know, there, there, there's a Zen or Buddhist expression, like you can never step into the same river twice. You know, it's changing all the time. If you had told me that, okay, look, when, when the elections happened, okay, and I'm in Sioux City, you know, and there I am in Beverly Hills, you know, and all the like on Rodeo Drive, everything is boarded up because they're worried about the rioters coming in there and burning things down and stealing Gucci's. You know, it was, and there's talk about civil war and uh, I don't know what I'm allowed to say or not say what key terms, but you know, this movement or that movement. You know, this this is not 2016, this is not 2012. And but the, the thing is, by the time we on the ground figure stuff out, out, the people who already have the positions have already liquidated their positions. So they're just look, but you look, your, your point is well taken. You know, yes, you can, you can use the anything as possible argument to support absurd assertions. Okay. And I'm, I'm not going there. It's like, you know, maybe Martian, maybe we're all Martians. It's like, no, the, I'm, I'm just making more of a technical point and using it that to highlight, I think the unique nature of Bitcoin is resistant to that by design. And isn't that interesting? All right, you, very. It's a valid point. You make you make a good point, and I want to move to something that I think you guys wanted to talk about. It's a little mm. different. Tommy, did you, you want to say something about the Ethereum fork, un, unintended fork? Um, I mean, I'm not going to pretend like I actually understand what the hell actually happened, but it it just it's a, an eye opener, I think, or it should be an eye opener for everyone. Um, that you know if if it's not really decentralized, you know, bugs can be introduced or bugs can be exploited or, you know, like what happened, nobody knew about it until after it already happened, right? We In Bitcoin, you have soft forks that we can't get through for, for years without, you know, everybody getting on the same page. But in Ethereum, we see that a hard fork can happen, you know, without anyone really foreseeing it happening. And then uh, all the, the node operators just have to catch up. So it's uh it's definitely something not to ignore and another reason to be bullish uh on bitcoin if you needed it all right uh gordon does this like to throw a wrench does this throw a wrench into ethereum 2.0 uh, and DeFi? uh ethereum had an unintended i mean what was your take on this i, I didn't care you know youtube was down two days ago but i, I still use youtube i don't know it's not really exactly. uh, not not like this i mean it's Look at the, I, 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 
people, I think what's going on is people, because both Bitcoin and Ethereum operate on a blockchain, they conflate what they're about, right? And that's like saying, you know, my Tesla runs on electricity and so does my toaster. You know, my toaster went down. Does that mean Teslas are in danger? You know, or does this mean that toasters are gone? It's like, come on. It's like the, the idea of having a distributed, immutable, reliable, shared source of truth ledger is something that in retrospect is becoming obvious and is going to become ubiquitous. What you do with that is going to be different in different situations. And it's not like my toaster is bad because my Tesla is good. It's like, sometimes I want toast. Sometimes I want to drive. It's like, what am I doing that moment? And I think right. I guess, you, I guess I wasn't saying it was bullish for Bitcoin as much as if you were uh, if you were an ETH over Bitcoin person and and you were right, right, yes, yes. Same, if you were looking at it under the same thing like a replacement for money, it's clear now, or it, if it wasn't clear before, it should be pretty clear now that Ethereum is not Bitcoin at all. Uh, so that, that's basically be beautiful that. point. Yes, and it, I, I think it's beneficial to the world that people begin to tease out. There's something that's good as a replacement for money. There's something that's good for accessing universal computing power. There's something that's good for distributed file storage. Okay, there's something that's good for financial transactions. And the fact that they all use electricity, blockchain, doesn't is nice, interesting, take that into account, but they're fundamental different structures, value propositions, and utility sets. And to the extent that Ethereum was looked at as a Bitcoin alternative, it's like, no, you're comparing one thing that's like literally, there's a reason they say gas, you know, in Ethereum. You, you, it is a useful commodity that fluctuates based on current utility, expected consumption, and people's perception about what other people are going to do. So, you know, a lot of Ethereum pumping was based on the kind of the greater full theory, or that maybe, maybe I'm maybe the greater wise person theory. And to the extent that people, Put their money into it based on that they may make some money they may do well but in the in the very long term the price of ethereum is going to correlate highly highly with the functionality of the ethereum virtual machine and the technology that's available there it is ethereum is fundamentally a utility token i mean its ultimate purpose is like a barrel of oil you can trade it here you can trade it there you can do this you can do that but eventually you can put it into a car eventually right and that you're not eventually going to put bitcoin into anything bitcoin is bitcoin so people need to distinguish it in their minds. I'm. These are early days. I mean, you know, just because this oil well blew up in 1912 doesn't mean I'm not going to, you know, say oil is useless in 20 in 2020. No one's going to use oil anymore because remember when that oil derrick blew up in Montana? It's like who cares? You know, this, this stuff is. You know, these are early days. So so Ethereum went down for 10 seconds. Who cares? And by the way, I I think that was an issue with a wallet that yeah. somehow affected the network. I, 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 I don't know. I'm not an expert. I'm going to claim a little bit of ignorance here. But, you know, let them fix it and let them make it better. You know, ask me 30 years whether it had an, an impact. Mm -hmm. Excellent point there. And again, if you if you are a Bitcoin maximalist or, or whatever, just ignore what goes over on in, in Ethereum land. They're not going to be perfect. They are not. It's not. That's not money. Bitcoin is the money, baby. Uh, Ethereum is whatever they do over there, let them do it. And uh, Ethereum is the next Ethereum. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. separate, it's it's, it's apples and oranges type of stuff. We, we've said it here lots of times. It was a big story, though. So we we, we, we want to, to, to bring it up there. They have 
you know, Vitalik to fix everything. It's different. There's a centralized leader. There's all sorts of things going on. I think, Gordon, you you had something to say about DeFi uh, too. You uh, Before the show, we were talking briefly about DeFi. Uh, just, uh, just not some huge point. Just it's really interesting because it's, you know, I, I I I grew up. I was aware during the whole you know Napster thing and MP3 and Nutella and all, all this stuff. And I, I saw how the government and lawsuits shut you know RIA shut down Napster and all these file sharing sites. And you know Kim Kim.com was a, kind of a semi-hero of mine. Uh, I don't know if you guys know who that is, but the Oh, we you know, know like mega share or whatever the and it, it's neat to see this sort of hegelian thesis antithesis synthesis thing going on where every time someone tries to do something and the man tries to shut them down there's a technological pushback and we keep on getting towards resilient systems and decentralization and i just appreciate that DeFi is just another step down that path i don't think we're there yet though I don't think I think we're it's early days. You know, someone made the comment like we're we're dealing with, you know, internet money Legos. Okay, but we haven't built our little castle yet. It's just like, oh, cool Lego. So what we're seeing, you know, the one of the biggest breakthroughs that happened recently was with the automated market makers, you know, with, with uh I think it was Uniswap. You know, that's neat. That's really big, you know, but that, that's just a, a part of it. And from a legal perspective, I'm living every day money transmitter and securities regulation law. You know, they, all my clients deal with these issues nonstop. You know, you know, is my token a security? What do I do? Am I transmitting value? Do I need to register with FinCEN? And with DeFi, it's fascinating because if it's if the name is accurate, if it's truly decentralized finance, then there's no them there that can go register this security or apply with FinCEN. Who's responsible? Maybe no one. Maybe and maybe that's the right answer. So I just I don't know if I have some big macro point. I just find it very fascinating. I, I am fascinated by Uniswap also. Uh, I, it, it's, it's quite a tool. It is quite, uh, it's quite amazing uh, what it can do when, you, when you're playing around over there, mm -hmm. when you're dumping the hex that you got for free uh, and changing it to something useful. Well, you, you dumped your hex? Oh, well, of course, of course. Uh, when it was, uh, uh, when, uh, it, we're, we're going to get more of it, right? Uh, because uh, of the staking we were forced to do. Uh, it was all free. Never buy something you get for free, people. Yeah, I, I actually, I, I, I knew they were aiming to get it to worth a penny, and mm -hmm. when it got to be a penny, and actually, and when it got to be a penny, Bitcoin was worth a lot less. So it was worth like, uh, it was worth a hundred satoshis. I was getting a hundred satoshi per hex. That's wow. pretty darn. That's pretty. Right now, it's fifty satoshis. And but that's that's a whole other thing. Uh, that, that's a lot. Hey, of don't forget, Bitcoin Satoshi Vision is now less than one percent of the actual Bitcoin. Of course, so it, it can only go up from here, right? <laughs> dude, you, I, I gotta say, Gordon, you, you're a very positive dude. You're a very positive dude talking about DeFi the way you did. There's a lot of Bitcoin people that are just like, ah, yeah, it's it's horrible. But again, if you don't like, ignore it. Compete, don't complain. Okay, well, I am not. In, I am not into the destruction. I don't even want to destroy BSV. Now, obviously, BSV is one big cult around one wacko sociopath. But I don't. I'm not saying, oh, government, come down and sue them and take them away. They say that about Bitcoin, but I, I wouldn't say that. Compete, don't complain. That's what. Well, I, I, I'm not actually commenting on BSV's technology being bad. I, I think that is. I think wise minds can differ. Okay, it it is tainted by the people involved to a certain extent, or at least the public perception of those people, and I, you know, it, it, I, it's just 
you know, it's you know, I, I've met Craig, and you know, Ooh. whatever, he seems fine in person. I don't, I don't really care. But <laughs> it, it, you know, I, I, I just don't really care. You know, it, it's you know, we had an interesting conversation. But you know, I, I really care about the technical chops and the use case and looking objectively. Like, if I didn't know these people's names and their backstory, would this thing make sense? And when it comes to BSV, I actually don't know. I admit my ignorance. I'm, I'm just kind of laughing because that divert. You know, there's all these claims for by the groupies. Look at is passing Bitcoin cash. BTC is next. Blockstream's evil. I'm like, uh -huh. you know, I'm, I'll look at my clock. I'm waiting for BSV to pass BTC. Not this year. You know, it, it was just kind of a source. Well, of that, that's, a, that's a common refrain from altcoin fans. And we just mentioned Hex. They really think they get into this cult mentality and they don't look at the history where they think they have the next Bitcoin. They legitimately think the market cap of their coin will be over that of Bitcoin which for Hex is absolutely insane. It's built on Ethereum. How could the market cap of something built on Ethereum be greater than what it's built on? I mean, it doesn't make much sense to me at all. But but, but besides the point, I mean, let people dream. I, I mean, I'm just I'm speaking I'm speaking through experience, man. I bought my first two Bitcoin. It was probably seven years ago today, or it was around almost, it was in November of 2013. I've seen the altcoin flavors of the month come and go. And everybody try to be the next Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the next freaking Bitcoin. And you sound like a total noob when you're saying my coin is going to be the next Bitcoin. But you're free to do that. That's that's uh, the world we live in. Uh, we kind of went off on a little tangent there. But people love to hear that stuff. Tommy, anything you want to say? Uh, the show is going to end pretty soon. Anything about what we just said? Any news at Bitcoin Magazine? Any stories we forgot to bring up? You can go on and on. Whatever you want to say. Um, I mean, Gordon said everything. Uh, so so well. Uh, obviously, all these different shit coins have their their use cases. That you know, but there's only one Bitcoin. Uh, so yeah, I think you guys said that said that perfectly. As far as what we're doing at Bitcoin Magazine, we're always doing a lot of stuff at Bitcoin Magazine. So uh, I think I will take the opportunity to plug uh, something that we're very happy about. We we teamed up with Fold to give away one whole Bitcoin to somebody. So uh, all you have to do to enter to win is, is sign up for their wait list for their uh, debit card. So they're coming out with a Bitcoin rewards debit card, but you have to go through bitcoinblackfriday.com. So it's a Bitcoin Black Friday and Fold uh, partnership, but you sign up for their wait list and uh, do it through Bitcoin Black Friday and you're entered to win a, a whole Bitcoin. So I don't know when the next time you'll ever have a chance to win one whole Bitcoin at, at any uh, you know, sweepstakes, but that, that's, that's your chance now. That's pretty serious. Uh, so Bitcoin, it, it's yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm entered to win, uh, it's cool. but it's bitcoinblackfriday.com and Bitcoin Black Friday is uh, November 27th coming up here pretty soon. And uh, you go to that website, there's a bunch of deals where you can, you can spend your Bitcoin and, and uh, stimulate the circular economy, hmm. uh, which is what Bitcoin Black Friday is all about. It's about those Bitcoin only deals in order to get, uh, merchants accepting Bitcoin and uh, basically red pilled so that they hold on to that Bitcoin. Um, that's Bitcoin back Friday, uh, Bitcoin 2021 conference. We've been announcing uh, Jack Dorsey is going to be speaking there. Uh, Tony Hawk, uh, Nick Zabo, of course, uh, Chamath, Paul Hapatia, uh, just huge headliners. We just announced the venue. It's in LA. Uh, so hurry up and get your ticket before the price goes up number go up there but yeah 
Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you for being on the show. Keep on doing great work over there. Bitcoin magazine. Keep on making sure there will be a physical event in Los Angeles in that last weekend in April of 2021. It is, it is coming up and I, I, I have my ticket and it, I don't, I don't want some, uh, me type of, uh, Look back, uh, hair dude, canceling it from the government. Uh, I want to. I want to well, see Gordon on the streets of L.A. We're going to run through Compton together, no doubt about it. Down the Long Beach, South Central, and then I'm going to go to the. Uh, <laughs> and then I'm going to go to the event and see you there. All right. So, uh, go, go, Gordon, what's what's your uh, what are your final thoughts? You could t talk about anything you want to. Legal stuff, what you're doing, any uh, things we didn't talk about, any. Uh, extensions of topics that we were talking about beforehand the floor is yours i actually you know what i i think we're gonna end, the, the last note was very positive and i liked the red pilling reference so i like i like the dropping red pills the no i think i think we're good for for now keep an eye on DeFi, keep an eye on dallas keep an eye on bitcoin stack your stats and you know, I will say one thing, always get your news from multiple sources, dear fellow Americans and world people. Okay. There's an active narrative being formed and you don't need to be paranoid or believe in conspiracy, but people are, the journalism has lost its objectivity. So you, you must sort of cross reference and triangulate into the truth. Okay. And, and just keep your eyes open and keep a critical mind. That's, I guess, my final thought. Use your heads, people. Think. Do not put people on pedestals and worship them because you end up letting them do your thinking for you. Don't let the media think for you. We've all got beautiful brains up here. Use it. All right, guest, you were awesome. You took – we didn't even need one golf today, man. We went over an hour. Thank you very much, everyone. Remember, we do this show every Friday. You get a new show every day. Follow me on Twitter at TechBall, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. These guys are linked to below. Follow them on Twitter also. So I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister.